Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo's a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional? Professional review on... Canada's <laughs> Drug Race Season 4. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT. Podcast clay. Everyone, if you're new, welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Podcast official. Yes, RuPaul is... <laughs> Blessed us She's herself. Blessed us. She blessed us herself, didn't she? Blessed us herself to um to take over. You know, she she mm. heard about our podcast simultaneously as she was doing her own. Yeah, and she forfeit. She was like, I can't compete. She said, Yeah. Just, I mean, she also said Alaska and Willem. Who? She said Bob and Monet. Sibling what? Who? Yeah, she said she's not interested. She's only interested in it. us, Mama. Yeah, who can do podcasts? She, me, her, she does. <laughs> so. Everyone, just so you know, if you if you're new to the podcast, welcome. What we do is we review the show live. What yeah. does that look like, Tom? So we consider ourselves really big fans of the show, super fans, if you will. We've been big fans for a long time, and the main purpose of the podcast is to appreciate and love these queens. However, we come at it from two different angles because yeah. we come from two different professions. So I'm a mental health professional. I'm a psychiatrist. And I'm not here to start mm. labeling or diagnosing anybody. But the way that comes into it is usually, you know, there's lots of dynamics here. There's lots of people with lots of different backgrounds. We've got queens with strong personalities. And sometimes we would like to, like, get into the nitty gritty of what the dynamics are between the queens and think about it from that point of view. Paolo, can you tell me about yourself, please? It's everyone, I am a um, performer mm-hmm. um, in my past life, mm-hmm. and you know what? It just echoes into who I who I've become today, and in, in which I've worked professionally, professionally, professionally as a, a, <laughs> as a dancer, uh-huh. and um, I've, I've taught dance as well. So I have that teaching part of it. So what I do is I like to look at the performance aspect of the drag queens. You know, when they do the the lip syncs, when they do performance mm. challenges, or you, just as a performance art Mm -hmm. i like to kind of look through that kind of lens when we're watching the show but everyone putting that aside we watch and we appreciate the show first and foremost as super fans we love love the show we love these queens we can't do what they can do yeah no no because because we do it better if we yeah so joking i'm joking you do have a pretty diverse background though i mean you know you've done musical theater you've done dance and stuff so i do think you can i actually i would like to say actually i do think you contribute something to this podcast (laughs) oh thank you that's really really nice yeah well you don't hear me say that often so we watch it live and what Mm. that looks like is we watch bits at a time once through without hearing spoilers Uh without watching any shows without listening to what people are saying the reason that we do this we don't want people to influence our own thoughts we don't want people's thoughts to to start kind of creeping into what we think and then we start kind of agreeing with what they say we're very susceptible mm, we just can't listen to those things i want my thoughts to be real time authentic how i feel and what i think in the moment we podcast immediately we get this out there and then uh, and then that's it we let go and we we let god we let go and let god um so i mean um our regular listeners may have heard our latest uk review perhaps you might be a little surprised to hear us say because we didn't really announce we were doing this however we have given 
a special and deep commitment to cover as, as many as well, we can. I'm going to be honest, yeah. Tom. Let's let's, be, let's keep it real. Go on, keeps it real. It keeps took, it one it, <laughs> it just um the last season of Canada uh-huh. didn't really inspire me as much to continue. I I do you know what I'm with you. I'm there sorry. I'm sorry. In... I'm sorry that I said that. And I'm this is just how I Tom. I said I felt. And okay, you're entitled to your feelings. I validate your feelings. What I would say is an amazing cast of queens, but some pretty wonky judging with some pretty unsatisfying character arcs and things. That's kind of where it fell flat. Um, but, we, we, you know, we're, we're back. We're back and we're giving Canada another go. We, we Obviously, there are so many... Uh, branch of the franchise nowadays we can't cover every international season however we're doing our best to cover all the english language seasons um, because we're racist because we're racist yeah because, let's just call, call a spade it. a spade <laughs> um no mostly because like i think it's about like whether we can actually you know provide a valid viewpoint and when it comes to the uh, some of the international seasons so much of the cultural nuance is lost on us that you know somebody from that is more connected to that culture would do a much better job than us. Also, tr- you know, seeing something through subtitles being translated, so much humour is is lost on us, isn't it? So we tend to stick to the English language seasons now, again, because we're racist. Yeah. Let it be written. Let it be written. Please, please <laughs> clip that, um, put it on a loop, and just expose us. Mm. Make it go viral. Yeah. Make it- You've got a soundbite to work with there. Right, um, without further ado, Tom, let's push play. This wants to start the episode off with a bang, Tom. She really does. Gotta say, Brooklyn's looking good. We know that Brooklyn loves a little bit of an intervention, a little bit mm. of a therapeutic needle here and there. I think things have settled and this is like the best you look in ages. I probably shouldn't comment on people's appearance in that way, but I just want to say that she's looking really good. I think she just learned to edit. She's learned, and it's a very hard thing for a drag queen to do, ladies and gentlemen. Restraint. She's learned yeah. restraint. Having said that, her face, her money, she can do what she wants. Uh, so she starts it off by saying that this season the queens will have more power than ever. Tom, what do you think that's going? What, what, what's going on? I don't know. I can only what's this, what's this going on? What, what's happening? What's going what's, on? What is happening this? here, sweetie? Um, I can only think that perhaps um, there's some sort of voting system or something. Uh, that's going to happen in terms of, um, I don't know, like the winner of the week will have some sort of power. Insightful. Thank you, Tom. (laughs) Um, What I'm thinking is it's like, it's not going to be like all stars level. Like they're not going to be able to send somebody home. Work, but they can do something. Let's just go on, to, share yeah. your dazzling insights. No, 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 I'm I'm happy to hear this voting type system. I think that's going to come to play. Sure, <laughs> work. There's some sort of twist. Brooklyn says it's a new era. Did you hear her? Yeah, it's a new era. It's not just a new season. It's a new era. Well, if Brooklyn says it, Tom, that's it. Tom, let's move on. Look, first of all, what we do know is that it's kickstarting off with a ball, the premier ball. And they, without knowing, these queens are walking the maxi challenge immediately because the first category is first impressions. And I don't even think they know it. So I've guess I'm going to say because um, they just did this on UK season five. And uh, this is not a real ball unless you're prepping the girls and it's got a really organized theme. Like, I don't think it's fair to call it a proper ball. And anyway, a proper ball should have at least one constructed look. 
Okay. We'll see what happens. This, but if it's anything like UK season five, then they're going to do the entrance look, something else that even doesn't feel like a proper runway, and then uh, like a, a grandiose runway. But let's well, see. Well, let's see what they do. First of all, I want us to look at every queen that comes in and do what we usually do, which is actually give our first impressions. Mm. But also keep in mind that we're judging the girls on the looks because this is the maxi the maxi challenge. We're gonna have to, yeah. yeah. Now, the first queen to walk in is Venus. Venus. And her quote, you know, Venus, her quote is, they say men are from Mars and women are from Venus. And everyone knows I have a humongous personality. It's quite a good joke. Aphrodite, lady, see, shall begin. It's Venus by Gaga. Okay. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay. cool. First of all, that tagline <laughs> is, um, it's, it's not original, you know, not that. Um, oh. No, it's not. A, I've heard this many, many, many times. I thought it was kind of funny, though. Okay. I Work. didn't expect something funny from her. When I saw her, I thought this is a. A pretty girl who'll walk the runway well. Okay. She said something funny, you know. Work. What do you think? Talk to me. Talk to me about this look first and foremost. The look is an entrance look. It's a, This look is a... There, there's the funny tear away that's part of the joke. But, I mean, it's it's a lovely velour bodysuit. It's not eleganza, but you don't expect eleganza from, a, from an entrance look. Because, as we said many times before, they could be... You know, climbing a mountain, they could be blasted by fans. They could. Be- I think we need to we need to um, forfeit that because that doesn't hasn't happened. If, if we look at the percentage of these types of hazardous hazardous uh, challenges happening for, for you know for the first episode, like health and safety it, reviews, it doesn't happen that much anymore. So it's it's safe to say that you're not walking into you know a, a pool of piranhas. Guaranteed, though, the time that you walk in in this like Dior, Dior Galliano inspired kind of couture eleganza with like tool and frou frou everywhere, you're going to be dunked in a tank. Now set yourself on fire. (laughs) (laughs) This is the candy cyanide challenge. Here are some fire lighters. We've been inspired by Drag Race Philippines. (laughs) No, Um, it's Thailand. Thailand. Mm. Here is some gasoline. Yeah. And here is a flame. Um, do with this what you will. Yeah. Impress How bad us, do you want it? Impress us. Just impress us. <laughs> Set the stage on fire and yourself. <laughs> um, look, oh, I really do like her sassiness. I, I want to like when I when she came in, I, I thought, okay, she's giving me Denali vibes just from the look and mm. the uh, and the ice skater outfit. And then I was just like, okay, cool. She She's in a rush. She forgot the bottom half of her outfit. But oh, no, no, that's I, the outfit, mama. I do think once the skirt has gone, the outfit is particularly minimalist. It's um, like she was wearing a one-piece swimwear and then someone gave her a wedgie and she says, I like it. <laughs> it's very high cut. It's very high. Having said that, she's got great legs and a very pretty face. Yeah. Um, she she describes and also, herself as both hot and toxic like the planet Venus. I oh nice nice observation. Mm. I do want to say that um, representation matters, and it's nice to see a lot of these queens showing off um, a, a nice petite boot, booty. So anybody who's not listened before, Paolo identifies as a member of the what do you call it? I have a thut. A thut. I have a thut. <laughs> I don't have an. I have. Tom has a beautiful ass. <laughs> Everyone. Tom's got a really nice butt. It's, it's not just like a nice butt. It's it's a really nice butt. I've got to have something going for me, and right? I've 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 got 
I've I literally it goes from my hips to my thighs. I, I don't have an You've ass. Got a lovely and, neat bottom. And Tom, please, please don't 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 do that. <laughs> don't neat, don't do that. It's petite, it's don't sweet, don't do that. It's ready to eat. <laughs> and it's so nice to see queens like Tamara Thomas from UK season five showing off her no booty. And now we've got. <laughs> And now we've got Venus showing off an airport. And no, Tom, Tom, I'm sorry. It makes me feel good I, to see this. I can, it's giving yeah. me it's giving me early noughties, late nineties um girl aesthetic. Well, it's interesting you say that because I guess like she is kind of representing that, isn't she? Um but she looks like a model. She looks like a model. Out she goes anyway. And then we have Anne. I was so shocked. I'm like, girl, where are you going? Good yeah. <laughs> so something's going on. I was something's like, wow, she, she's trying to create a moment here. But no, no, no. They're, they're, they're like, girl, move. Done. <laughs> Thank you. I like, oh, okay. <laughs> to walk down as Denim, Montreal. Tagline, I can't help being a trans icon. It's I- in my jeans. <laughs> because Tom, she's wearing denim and jeans. Very so, good. Um, no one would have clocked this, but she's she's creating a pun. You, everyone. Thank you so much for explaining yeah. this. Because thank you. I was lost. I'm aware of denim. I've been following denim on Instagram for a while. Um, I can't remember why. They just caught my eye. Um, uh, just amazing kind of like avant-garde looks, I think. Uh, must have been associated with another Canadian girl. But anyway well-known for her avant-garde presentations, out-of-the-box creations. Um, loving this entrance look. To me, this is very Britney and Justin at the VMAs in their double denim, quadruple denim ensemblers, uh, but turned into like a emo skater kit. Okay. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, I love it. Trans man, hairy bimbo clown. She reminds you of a Tumblr girl back in the noughties when Tumblr was a thing. Yeah. Um, before they took off their porn. Um, <laughs> which is the only reason it's people still are on there if you look, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love the denim. I love the look. Yeah. Um, I just, I think that this, uh, this is just a brilliant way of introducing yourself to the world. This is quintessentially. Um, what I would think denim is because, you know, it's in the name. Really like um, the entrance. One thing I'm intrigued by is she describes herself as, as awkward. Um, awkward hairy bimbo clown. Wonder what that's about. Is there something in there about well, the way I, that... I can see her chest hair. <laughs> We've seen many a hairy chest hair. I can Pythia. see her chest hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's showing that off, isn't she? So I'm enjoying that kind of like androgyny that she's adding to the presentation, mm. kind of breaking the rules of drag, as it were. Absolutely love that. Yes. She does finish off by saying that trans men can do drag and they can do it well. And Of course um, they can. Yeah, we we saw season 14, uh, 13. 13. Got, <laughs> got, we know Got Mick. Got set a very high standard. And we're we're I, very aware. I really enjoy this, actually, in the sense that kind of... Um, Queens like Gottmik and Denim are enhancing everybody's understanding of there is no kind of certain, in inverted commas, masculine standard of what it means to be a trans man. I think it's wonderful. Just as well, just as a no, kind of, uh, as we would with any drag queen, we'll be referring to Denim generally with feminine pronouns. That's not to disrespect feminine uh, Denim as a trans man. Just we're treating uh, Denim as any other queen. Mm. Um, there's a lovely joke that one of our favourite drag queens um, has said in the past. Let me tell you a story about about flats. Mm. No. <laughs> 
Who could you be referring to? And she's wearing lovely flat slash platforms. Oh, they're buffalo. They're kind of buffalo <laughs> boots, aren't they? Um, um, but you do you, girl. The whole ensemble I like a lot. There's so much artistry in the hair, the, the makeup, texture, the, the belt. Down to the nails and the this, accessories she I, is giving me. I'm really excited to see the looks that Denim brings this season. I think mm. they're going to be off the hook. Yeah. Agree, agree. Next queen to walk through the doors is Kiki Ko, 35 years old. Why are you screaming? <laughs> that's, that's, that's um, it. and that's her entrance line that's into it, an it. empty room. <laughs> Does she expect a, an applause? In her Did, mind. Yeah, in her mind. In her mind. <laughs> the room is filled with applause, cheers, and screaming. <laughs> Uh, another queen I'm actually familiar with, Kiki Ko. I started following her a while ago because she made some outfits for, and I mean, they, they show it here for Isis and Kimi Couture. So she must be really affiliated with the House of Couture, uh, but very, very talented seamstress and costume creator. So this is another queen who, uh, for whom I'm very excited to see what looks she brings. I don't know a lot about her outside of um, her ability as a designer and seamstress, though. I mean, this is drag. Yep. This is drag. This I mean, is just over-the-top deliciousness. I love it. I love the look. I love the energy. I love yeah. the energy from Kiki. Uh, she's a legend. She's an icon. I'm just saying what she's saying. So, um, you know, she's very confident. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you don't, it's, it's, it's okay. It's true. You can just take her, her word for it, okay? Now, these are her words. She can sew, serve looks, dance, and perform. Mm-hmm. So she is a, she's an all-rounder for the sounds of it. Yeah. Yep. Love her energy. Can't wait to see her in a fashion and design creation challenge and a makeover. It's a very kind of edgy, fetishy look that she's wearing, isn't it? Yeah. Do you like? you like? I do. Because, it, okay, it's a bodysuit, but there's so many details and embellishments, so there's a lot to take in here. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Mm. Then we have Luna Dubois, Toronto by way of Nigeria. Yeah. She says, uh, well, this doesn't look like Fashion Week. <laughs> she's giving us some West African representation, which is fabulous. Um she looks pretty like I'm seeing this contrast in textures between the kind of like hard PVC boots and gloves and these sort of soft tool mango kind of uh, item that she's wearing. Uh, whenever I see kind of like that, that kind of um, black PVC with like a softer contrast, I think of Richard Quinn. But I'm, I'm, I don't think it's a direct inspo or anything. It's just where my mind goes. Um, I think she's got a nice sense of style. She's gorgeous. Let's see what she brings. Yeah, I mean, she's giving me, you know, House of Ferocity. She's serving, mm. like, daggers. So, <laughs> I mean, she says herself that she's yeah. the shadiest person mm. you'll ever meet. Um, describes herself as a look queen, all about the face and the body. I can't wait to see it. I, um, I think this looks cute. Mm. I think it's cute. I love her confessionals look. She's giving yes. me... She's giving me Paris is burning. Yes, and she's and she's the water. She's wearing she's, a, she's wearing a beret. What's there not to love? Who else has worn a beret in there? Valentina. Yes, and oh, uh, oh, uh, I don't know. I just thought I'd just throw. Okay, one wow. Well, right in, <laughs> viewers. Right in. <laughs> Next up, we got CC Superstar. Don't eat your hearts out, ladies. That's my job. Tom, be honest. What do you think? I think I'm intrigued by Cece. Cece is bringing something, isn't she? Cece's got a point of view. Cece's a little bit different. She's a little bit kooky. Um, She's giving me like 
camp gothic glamour. She's not giving me like Dracula. She's not giving me like horror and filth. She's giving me, she says herself, she's Elvira and Jennifer Coolidge. She is big boobs and voluptuousness and camp gothic glamour, which I, I like to see. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like to see that? Uh, in this, I don't know. There's something about the costume that looks very, very um, ready to wear out of a packet. I'm okay. so sorry if it's not. That's just what my Paolo eyes... Says sitting there in his couture, mama. His couture hoodie. <laughs> wow. Wow, Tom. I'm not the one here on the show. So you can back it right up. Back it, back it right up. Thank you very much. Uh, there's nothing about it. There's, you know, it's, it's like um, Dragula if it was PGE. If very was, dark. If it very was PG. Or, you know, or, like, or like the Powerpuff Girls, the villain in Powerpuff Girls. Oh, she's very dark. That's she's what very, I'm getting. And she'd be a very naughty, very camp villain. Yeah. Um, like... like like she was no, her him 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 yeah she's giving him me him energy yeah with powerpuff villain girls the, the look yeah, yeah. yeah cool um she describes herself as a visual artist and a dj i do not hear lip sync performer in there um so i'm visualizing somebody who serves looks and hosts and she runs a good night um but does she have where it takes to to fulfill all the different facets demanded in Drag Race. In terms of energy, I didn't get impact from, you know, if someone, when someone can walk mm-hmm. out and you just have this feel, I didn't get that from her. I'm just, I'm just caught. I mean, I may be wrong and I always do hope I'm wrong when I'm saying something like this, <laughs> but I wasn't getting like uh, drag polish, not just in her look. But just in the way of, of the movement of the energy that I was talking, it's just, it's just the energy. A bit flazé da, bit flazé da maybe. Yeah, but bit flazé da, Tom. Yeah. The look, da. I think, is quite like, you know, the rock band Kiss, if they had like a member who was like a spider lady. Sure. Sure, Jan. Talk to me about Melinda Verga. Um, Melinda, she's a pretty girl. She is the first queen from Edmonton. And she's wearing a rainbow catsuit. I, I honestly don't, I think she seems sweet and and, and like a, a cool chick. I, I'm not getting a lot else from her from this intro. That's all. I, I don't think I get a very clear sense of her as a performer and a queen. But that's because we're seeing but a brief snapshot. So I'm not saying that she's not beautiful, but she's not looking beautiful tonight. <laughs> Tom, please I'm gonna, stop I'm gonna being. Say, so, come on, come okay. on, be honest. Be Any honest. new viewers will know that I'm the eternal diplomat. But yeah, okay. So this outfit, it's a bit clashy. It's a little bit. I'm spending all day on a pride float. I, I need to wear something comfortable. That's very there. That. Okay, very... okay. I said it then. Okay, you forced me. You backed me into a corner. I said something bitchy. Well, I, not, that's not bitchy, Tom. You're not. You, it's just an observation. Melinda's listening. <laughs> Melinda, da- sorry, Daddy Mike. Daddy Mike. Daddy. Daddy Mike. Daddy, Daddy Mike. We love you, Daddy Mike. Daddy, chill. <laughs> Daddy, chill. Daddy, chill. Daddy Mike, I want to say, um, what well, first for the entrance line is, hello, Gossip Girls. I mean, but I feel that like the entrance look is lacking. Yeah, no. I mean, a rainbow I mean, cat suit. I mean, you know what? She looks comfortable. She- Girl, you look, you know what you look, mama? You're serving comfort, couture. She is ready to do what she needs to do on that pride day. Yeah. I think she seems sweet and cool, but yeah, yeah, the the look isn't quite as elevated. I'm surprised she's not in trainers. Um, (laughs) And there's something about the makeup that's a, do you know what? 
the lighting in the studio and the lighting on the main stage, I think a lot of the time is what happens with the, these queens is that they they go on to the show. Yeah, it's absolutely. N- not really realizing how the makeup and the way that they apply it is going to marry with the lighting of the studio lights, even the workroom. So I understand this as a makeup artist, obviously. Um, But yeah, no, when you're used to painting for the stage in a nightclub, it's very different to being in a TV studio. And I guess what I'm seeing is that she's... This this is a queen who paints for the stage, I'm sure. Um, but she's coming off a little metallic in the face here. Mm. I also want to say that I, I do love what, what she lacks in, you know, the runway... I get in the energy. She's yeah, she she's is sweet selling and energetic. It. She's definitely. out there. She is selling it. She is she is putting on a Tamara Thomas. She is serving. Rent is due. Rent was due. <laughs> and she is here. She's, she's late here. with that rent. And you know what? 44 my ass. Asian don't raisin. I can't <laughs> believe it. That is not 44. Do you? Do I can't you, call you daddy. Uh, you you do not look sorry. Uh, as know. a Pacific Island person, I, are you able to say things like Asian don't raisin? Well, Asian don't. <laughs> I can't say that as a white person, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, these are my people. Moving on, Tom. <laughs> we got Kiran Kabuto, 57 years old. I believe, because I've, I've seen this, the, this discussed before, I believe that makes her the oldest ever um queen step through the 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 door how old was um charlie hides yeah not 57 i mean i mean that lip sync was very health and safety you know she's staying in one spot she needed to maintain her safety during that day because she had diarrhea and a broken rib (laughs) and she was very tired so don't come charlie and she didn't actually eat that much she had no energy and um yeah so um yeah killing caboodle 57 toronto i may be old but this kitty still has a few lives left in her. And Kitten does not look 57 either. Yeah. In in her confessional. Um, so I'll have what she's having. Uh, I love... I'll have whatever intensely parasite she's having. <laughs> I love an old school queen who serves camp and entertainment. And... Agree. That makes me excited for Kitten Caboodle. I'm very, very pleased for her to be here. Agree. Agree. I think... Anyone who is a follower of the pod will know the respect that we have for drag queens who have been doing drag before RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And she's one of them. So she, she automatically... eighty one. Tom, she says. How old were you there back then? You're like, what, six? I was you, in you're my late 20s. Yeah, you're just <laughs> No. Um, so, uh, I mean, in terms of her outfit, it's cute, tiger print, bodysuit. But when you look at the details, it's it's a very nice bodysuit. There's stones, there's little pet plums, she's got matching boots and gloves, little ears. Um, uh, there's there's a level of polish here that I'm seeing as well. Mm. She's a 70s showgirl I love. She loves to dance, loves a reveal. And girls, we have a singer. She loves to sing. She so, loves to sing. Bring it on. Bring she's on the musicals. Let me out. hear it. Let mm. me hear what she's got. Um, I mean, 42 years of drag. I can't wait to hear. That wealth of experience. It's, it's not just the experience. I want to hear the stories. The eras she's Yes, I want to hear the stories about, you know, when she first started, how she got, how she got started 
in that time in the eighties, mm. you want to start doing that. That that's the she is the definition of a middle finger to society. She is. <laughs> she really is. She, she is. She's seen and done it all, hasn't she? So I'm really looking forward to seeing more of this queen. Next up, we got Near Enough, twenty two years off from Calgary. Um, Thilla, it's a girl's best friend. Now. She's dressed there as uh, Marilyn Monroe. Obviously, that tagline comes from, you know, diamonds. Oh, yes. Gentlemen yeah. prefer blondes. There it is. Also homaged by Madonna and uh, actually quite a lot of queens on Drag Race already. I Peppermint. Uh, yeah. Shay. Shay Coolay. Shay Coolay. So many. Um, having said that, it's, it's a nice little twist to turn it into a bodysuit. And I love the oversized bow. Um she she seems like a cute and energetic young queen. Yeah. Um like I'm, I'm getting the house of youth. I'm getting the house of youth as well. Anything bigger than my look is my ego. Okay, cool. I love that. You need a big ego. Yeah. Um to be a drag queen on the show. She's got seven years of dance training. Amazing. I can't wait. And she's a certified MUA like yourself. <laughs> so um, it sounds like makeovers, check. Performance, check. She's it's... only got three years less experience than Raja O'Hara. Oh, okay. Mm. Thank you. Now, do you remember on season 11 the whole her CV of dance? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. You missed that one. Well, I, th- I thought you were talking about MUA and I was like, okay. No, Raj, no, the Raj dance. Raja, Jim and, and I. And then uh, the, the the dance captain guy was like, come on, just lead, well, lead the troop here, Raja. Don't come for Raja because Raja's got 10 years of dance. Okay, years. She's got tap, she's got jazz, she's got African. Contemporary. She's got contemporary. She's Ballet. She, she, all of that. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Irish Capoeira. dancing as well. <laughs> Irish dancing. <laughs> dancing. Um, Morris Esca- dancing. <laughs> She's done it. She's done it. Dan Chaguetti. I'm getting youth from this. I'm getting, yeah, um, happy to be here. <laughs> I would say be careful of making reference to filler in your entrance because you'll go the same way as Joey J. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Who is the first out and proud drag queen on the show. Who is a homosexual. Yeah. Which I just, find repugnant. Just an FYI. Like, why, you know, gosh. You know, live your life, but don't shove it in our faces. Absolutely. Please, you please. Behind closed doors? Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Just- it's not right, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. It's- Next up, we have Aurora Matrix from Ontario. It's another 22-year-old little, little child. <laughs> it's time for the Matrix Dynasty. I love She's- her entrance look. I love it too. It's yeah. given me like... Crouching tiger, hidden drag queen. She makes like she's gonna beat me up, but she's gonna look hot while she does it. Well, she makes reference to her Chinese culture, doesn't she? And says that this is inspired by the terracotta army. Chinese? Is she Chinese? Yeah, she says uh, her Chinese culture inspires her. Ooh, yeah. So this it. is a reference to the terracotta army, which is really nice, imaginative twist. I love the the kind of tile details and the bodice and the, the flowing kind of chiffon. She looks gorgeous and makes me excited as to how she'll use concept and bring her culture to the runway absolutely she does say she she can dance circles around these girls without even trying which tells me that she is a dancer which i'm excited to see a lot of dancers it seems Um, well but a lot of performers but then we also have a lot of like fashion girls don't we yeah at the same time yeah i'm excited by aurora me I'm too. Excited. She's got she's, something. She's got a spark. There's something about her that makes me pay attention. She's given me like you know hyper feminine. She's given me cunt to the feminine. Now what? 
Cut to the feminine and watch the bam from the uh, Renaissance. Okay, okay. Beyonce. Okay, okay. Okay. Cool. I'm with you. Thank you. Next up, we have the girlfriend experience, 31 years old. She says, fuck the fantasy. Oh, dear. I'm the experience, Tom. So, um, beautiful, confident trans woman walking in through the doors. Um, very, very gorgeous. And she does just, I guess my main sense is that she exudes a lot of like sexual energy, femininity and confidence. And it feels like that, that's exactly her brand, really. She talks about how as a performer, she doesn't really need to split and death drop. Um, she can just give you a look. Yeah. And that's which, it. You know, which is, which is cute. But I want to say, <laughs> sorry, I want to see movement. We'll see what she brings. I do. She's serving me Womana. She yeah, just absolutely. looks. I mean, that is 40 inches. Is that Miss thing? Do you get a bit of a Sailor Moon vibe from her entrance? Absolutely. Book? I'm getting yeah. like anime Sailor Moon. But like, like she says, like stripper Sailor Moon with all the fishnet. She's, yeah, well, yeah, you know, she's going like Sailor Moon X. <laughs> Sailor Moon Triple X. Yeah, Sailor Moon X, you know, the ones that you couldn't access it on the school websites. Oh dear. Yeah. I so have. I heard. I know, I'm just, <laughs> never tried it. Never tried it. But no, she's serving me just pure, just. Oh. Does she give you a bit of lemon? Mana. In, in the face. Does she remind you of lemon? No, she gives me a little bit of like Brooklyn. Okay. Baby Brooklyn. Not yeah. a bad thing to be. Next up, we've got, oh gosh, and this is a pageant name. Mama, we have Amy Yonce Chanel. Yes. I mean, I'm just waiting for her to say she's from the House of Devonport, the Pre, or something like that. That, <laughs> well, that is a stage name. Is she from the House of Chanel? Could she be related to Akira Chanel Davenport? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think so. I love it. She says... The Amicas is in the house, bitches. <laughs> I love it. I, I think she looks stunning. I love this entrance look. It's so intricate. These big puff sleeves and the textures. and Oh, oh, this is a look. You know me. I love big. Go go big or go home. This, yeah. is, this is a statement. Trend alert fetish details. This yeah. is a statement. It is big. It's obnoxious. It is just... I love this look. I love this look. She looks really fantastic. I love the the silhouette and the shape and the drama and everything. Uh, she looks really, really fantastic. So if this is the standard that she's setting for her runways, that's very exciting. She says that she's the Beyonce of Ottawa. Ottawa, yeah. Um, so what she's saying is that she doesn't pay her taxes. <laughs> uh, <I'm joking. laughs> Do you think she might try Beyonce for Snatch Games to try and break the Beyonce No, j- j- leave Beyonce alone. Leave Beyonce alone. Leave Beyonce alone. The only person who should do Beyonce is a professional comedian comedian who does who specializes in beyonce <laughs> but please just don't touch beyonce and snatch game i think rue would probably put a beyonce embargo on the snatch game. oh she's not here though is brooke gonna do that so tom these are the queens here now because it is a challenge i need you to tell me your favorite looks okay your top three looks okay well uh amy Beyonce may be there it, do, 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 do. I am just having a quick little look through my notes. Sorry. Um, Kiki Ko may be there. I loved Aurora Matrix, actually. Do, do, do. My favorite Denim. looks are Amy Yonsei. Yeah. 
Kikiko and Denim. I'm going to say Aurora Matrix, Kikiko. And- no, sorry. Aurora, Aurora Matrix, Amy Onse and Denim. Okay, cool. Yeah. And who were the bottoms for you? If there was a bottom for this, who was it? <laughs> we're going by looks alone, really, aren't we? Yeah. Um, I don't think Venus is very elevated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking through. Melinda, Venus, and Nera for me were the um, the three. There was yeah, there was. You ne- would be in the bottom for me. For me. Oh, Melinda. Uh, do you know? I fully agree. Yeah. Sounds like you're the fashion queen now. Melinda, Venus, and Nera for me were the the bottom three, and the top three for me is Amy Onse. We both agree Amy Onse and Denim, but I say Kiki is the third, and you say Aurora, Aurora. Matrix. Yeah. Before we get into the second looks, you know, the category for that one is Shimmering Showgirls. Yes. I just want to say that Tracy's trying to piss me off already this season. <laughs> she is. She's, she's trying me. Um, Tracy, the judge, is trying me. She's got, you know what? She's got nerve. Yeah. She's got nerve. And with her eyes, she has uniqueness because only she can see a winner in the look that she selected. So each of the judges had to choose their favorite look. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn correctly chose was it denim denim yeah correct we said that yeah we had um the other guy Brad Gareski Brad Gareski of the comeback fame of the comeback um chose Amy Onse correct correct and then Tracy comes and she's just trying to start a war <laughs> she is trying oh what worries me is that she actually thinks that her that you know. That Venus, that that it's look was worthy of a win, of and that, and that makes me worry that she's a judge. Maybe she's drawn to her energy or her magnetism or something. However, no, 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 no. for a runway, sorry, for the ball, for a look challenge, it's it's about how they sell it and also about the look. And I think the look's really important. She may have been deliberately throwing a cat among the pigeons because I, everybody I, else is like WTF. I just feel like for queens, especially like Kiki Ko. I'm like, oh, oh, I see what's going on here. It just, it makes me feel like, are they going to try and piss her off and, you know. I hope they don't do that to and, Kiki because she's and so like, talented. Try to obviously. take away her her talent, you know, try to take away validating her talent that she's it, actually very well known for. It's a they- real affront to Melinda, though. Melinda is really wondering why she wasn't getting arrested. <laughs> Melinda, girl! She's adorable. I love her girl, already. Girl, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what, what's happening here? What's Melinda saying? Some, somebody said, like, it's not June, girl. And she's like, it's Pride all year round. <sighs> Look, she's, you go, Melinda. I can't believe that she was she was shocked. That she was shocked. And I'll tell you, another thing that's really shocked me in the workroom, mm. um, Venus reading Aurora when she's wearing... Look, I'm not. Okay, first of all, Venus, I love you. You're gorgeous, and she's this bringing seaward energy, isn't she? She's bringing a little bit of itchiness, a little bit of seaward. She's going to stir the pot, I think, Venus. She's feeling like pussy, feeling like cunt. She really feeling is. like pussy, she's... feeling like cunt. But uh, there's nothing to come for with Aurora's outfit. She looks gorgeous. I'm like, you cannot, girl. You cannot with your, you know, quarter outfit. You know, can, can, you cannot come for that look. That I, look really is. Can't. And the thing, what she was coming. At Aurora with unfinished construction and tile work, it just you know what it told me is oh this girl's she's not really she's not that, read a book she's not, she doesn't understand 
like the references, the, the you know what? Cultural reference, but she's never had to because she's gorgeous. Because she's beautiful, she doesn't she, need cultural reference. She doesn't need to read. <laughs> she doesn't need to be educated, Mama. She looks good, and it's all that matters. One thing that interests me is they really, really highlight, and I can't remember if it's ever been this way before. That there's essentially like four quadrants in the workroom, and that the girls have got to. 12 girls have got to divide into four groups of three. So it's already creating lines and div- divisions. We've got pretty girls corner and seamstress corner already. So we're already getting like a little bit of faction development. Okay. I, I, I feel like they're highlighting that. Work. Work. I will. I will. Thanks. Thank you very much. Melinda, I'm here with you. Okay. Category two. Shimmering Showgirls, let's continue with the ball. First up, we have Aurora Matrix. Tom? She looks stunning, doesn't she? I mean, so uh, for a showgirl, again, I feel like this is a nod to her culture with the kind of like bright red tones. That's a lovely waist cincher. And just the way things are arranged, the fringe, the hair, the makeup, really beautiful. I love the performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's coming out there giving giving you Charlie's Angels. I'm about to kick your ass, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm going to make it fierce. The lines, the duck walk, the split, the use of the stage, the entrance, the confidence. I love it. I love it. it. The performance for me was it. It's going to give us a little hint at who can uh, hold your attention while on stage. And she really, really can, can't she? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's bloody magnetic. Absolutely love her. Next up, we got... Luna Dubois. Luna Dubois is giving me kind of like a 60s Dream Girls Supremes kind of presentation, but with this really cute cutout at the back and then the reveal. Um, I actually really like what she's done with the, the way that she snatched off that dress was really, really cute. Mm. What do you think of her as a performer? I First of all, she has a snatched body. A lovely body. God damn. She does not skip leg day. She looks good. She's performing fierce. Mm-hmm. She's very confident. Yeah, she is. And that's what she's I'm quite saying. Quite magnetic, I thought. Very confident mm-hmm. energy. Love mm-hmm. it. She knows what she's doing. She's happy. Next up, we have Denim. I with- love what Denim's giving here. This is very like a Galliano, um, Harlequin um, sort of presentation. Uh, I think this is this is kooky yet chic. Um, she looks really, really cool. I really, really like this. Yeah, it's giving me lovely with the trans colors. Yeah, yeah. The 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 jester. Um, I think she really showed off a lovely sexual sensuality mm-hmm. with the couch. It's cute. I probably didn't expect that side of her because the way she walked in, she describes herself as awkward. She gives more kooky than sexy, but she really, really brought it. I thought she was cool. Next up, we have Kid and Caboodle with a reveal. I love the the size of that big tool duster. I mean, that's, you know, I'm always on your side if you come in wearing a giant cloud of tool. But she's got some fun little accessories and things, hasn't she? Um, I'm really enjoying what she's doing. It's cute. Yeah. It's very cute. It's very, it's it's nice. Yeah. I wouldn't say that she is a, you know, 
thump your undercarriage into the stage kind of girl, but she's giving us a cute little performance. Mm. The category has arrived because Kiki just came and she looks amazing. She looks expensive. Oh, this is giving me carnival. Very that. This but- is, uh, but with the rhinestones and everything about this is just perfection las vegas stage rio carnival there's a lot of really expensive looking feathers there we've got ostrich we've got pheasant um the details the details and the the addition is not just like a corset she's got the gloves the shoulder pads the necklace she's a very maximalist queen i can tell this already she's opulent she's not a minimalist opulent don't expect to bring anything pared down understated okay you will be disappointed however she looks stunning here i mean everything is just correct yeah that fringe bloody hell but Bloody hell. For me, she's one of those queens who's like, she's the opposite of Coco Chanel. She doesn't take two things off. She puts five things on, but it works for me. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Next up, we have Near Enough. Now, Near Enough, why didn't you pay off someone to not walk out after Miss Miss Kiki Ko? Like, girl, really? If Like, first of all, what, what I'm trying to say is that Near Enough is not wearing near enough clothing compared <laughs> to what we just saw on, you know, the maximalist that is Kiki Ko. Now we have Nero Enough coming in with... Tom, can you explain? So I'm going to tell you what, what my... So it's not so much... I mean, I can get on board with like an understated, um, like burlesque look. But my problem with this is the feather placement around the midriff that bulks her right out in the middle. It, it robs her of an hourglass shape. Um, and- I and I can I can see what looks like maybe a big pair of granny knickers at the back. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not flattering. What this is telling me is that Nira is is a queen who is pr- she's really pretty and she's got lots of great ideas and draws reference from things, but maybe she's just not that experienced to the point where she kind of like knows how to sort out all these finishing touches, you know. Having said that, she's given lots of energy to the performance. Oh, you know what? I was going to say that she is performing for her life because I think she's aware, very aware. I mean, it's a cute little piece, but I just feel like a lot of the outfit's missing. I feel like it's not enough. Th- there's some nice stones and stuff on there, but yeah. I oh, co- it's just not covering well. She's she's It is unfortunate that she's come after Kiki, but even if I remove that, like... The, the feather placement around the middle is, is just really unflattering, unfortunately. Amazing, energetic performer. She is she is working for it. She is giving you showgirl. She's giving you sex. She really she's is. She's giving you. She's giving you. Well, she's on the couch. She's on the chair. She's on the pole. She's giving it. Oh, okay, she's performing she's really her life. On that pole. She's performing for her life. She can split. So can there. Split. So there. Thank you, near enough. Next up, we got Melinda. I like this. This is cute. I think she cinched her body beautifully. The shape is lovely. The the ostrich feather placement here is really quite lovely because it's on the shoulders, it's on the hips. It, it creates a dance with the silhouette. I like the way it drapes. There's some like expensive little embellishments. I, I, I like this. I love the look mm. a lot. I love the Ariana Grande side-to-side hair whip. <laughs> she is working that weave. I, I just... Is that... <laughs> I can't talk about makeup. I think either the lights are flattering her a bit better or she's touched herself up a little bit. Maybe she has a friend and they're like, girl, really? That's what you're putting on the show? I feel like somebody like Kiki came up to her and was like, girl, I've got a tip. (laughs) 
<laughs> I got a tip. Stop doing drag. <laughs> Stop. No, she, she, it feels like she touched up her makeup or the lights flatter her better here. Next up, we got Amy Yonce giving me another carnival. Yes. My favorite bit of this is the big tool train at the back. Um, we love the movement of that. Um, again, very expensive looking. Lots of embellishments. Love the feather headdress. She's energetic, isn't she? She's giving you a performance, isn't she? Yeah. Um, yeah, she's giving you a performance. She's working for it, but she looks fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up, we've got Venus. So Venus, uh, compared to some of the other girls... Well, actually, no, I was going to say it's understated, but there's a lot going on. We're seeing a corset, we're seeing a skirt. There's a reveal, Mama. She's got that classic burlesque reveal with the, the faster at the front. Um, very 20s inspired you know she mentions flappers as an influence um, she feels like a sort of 20s burlesque performer I actually really like the overall effect with this I actually like the finished product more than the product at the beginning because at the beginning it looks like a boxy I can see a corset I can see a skirt I can see all the components Mm. then once she's removed everything it's like you look gorgeous and I like this emerald green colour and the feathers and stuff she is giving me skin She's giving yeah. me skin. Yeah. Now, next up, we've got CC Superstar. It's very detox as Sharon Needles in the season five <laughs> challenge. Very, very Satan's little helper, isn't she? Um, I actually like this a lot. I like the overall effect because it's camp. There's a theme. She's silly. Does she look like she's ready for a night on the town on Halloween? <laughs> yes, she does. But I'm really enjoying it. Now, overall, the performance, she's giving me Jimbo giving a lip she, sync. She brought that sit down, mama. She is here to she destroy slayed, She slayed the house down boots, like literally. She has a personal vendetta against the set and she is destroying it. She hits her head on the lamp. She, she tips over the chair. She reveals her nipples. I mean, sissy is just... Sissy, good. This kind of made me fall in love with her. I, I, I'll tell you something about the um, the movement elements of it. Mm. She is, I can tell you right now, I fear for her in a lip sync. Oh. Um, she <laughs> is not a, um, a confident, I can see she's not a confident mover. I can, I, just mm. looking at the way she walks, the way that she moved from set to set, she's just walking like, okay, I'm going to go there instead of, keeping on the performance mm-hmm. instead of like performing her way over to the couch. Yeah. She just, she just walks and it's it, it, little things like that, that are, that are, that you really do know it's one Oh one performance links in a little bit with what we thought about her intro. And she's like, I'm a DJ and I'm a visual artist. It's like, oh, she's not this, a mover. Yeah. She's not a mover. It was a very, it was very awkward. It's, I, it's a very awkward mover, but she is very adorable. Endearing. There's something really endearing about her that I'm actually already falling for. She's given, me um jimbo and the lip sync against pangina mm. just center of gravity's just, way off so just the lip sync period just her and any lip sync okay <laughs> next up we got the girlfriend experience so i'm loving the look when she comes out and like one thing i adore is like the bravery when a trans woman presents in like a, a androgynous or masculine way as part of their act um like i loved kylie sonique doing steve tyler uh, basically giving a drag king performance, you know. Um, so I love that she's come out in this kind of like David Bowie, Diamond Dogs, like Quentin Crisp kind of dandy sort of look. Um, I saw and- Brittany, but okay, okay. 
oh no it's great we can see different things mm. um and then she reveals and strips down to the the gorgeousness reveal ponder reveal ponder yeah. reveal I think this is a really effective presentation and she's wearing that white shirt, which for me is like such a symbol of, you know, like a a man at the office kind of thing. And then underneath is this gorgeous woman uh, wearing very, very little and she looks absolutely stunning. One of my favourites so far. I think that was very effective. Yeah, she yeah. gave you showgirl. Yeah. Like yeah, she was she really naked did. by the end of it. It was the tease. It was the showgirl with the tease. It was just gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was sexy. It was elegant. It was daring. Yeah. And we love, and I guess this is the girlfriend experience. We're experiencing. Now, Tom, which, just give me your top looks and your bottom, your bottom looks here. Well, with this, do we, we kind of have to factor in the performance really, don't we? Yes. Well, I, I will because that's my thing. For me, mm -hmm. I'm putting, who are the best, it's hard because the best performers on the stage for me was Aurora. Mm -hmm. It was near enough. Mm -hmm. She had to. Girl, she had to. And I think my last one who really ate the stage was, I'm going to say, either the girlfriend experience, mm -hmm. just from the striptease to everything. Mm -hmm. But I also really loved Venus. So I've got I'm not going to apologize for what I think, Tom. Sorry. I know you're trying to make fine. me change my mind. Girls can excel in different categories. And I'm looking through my little notes. God, I had to write a small to get all this on here. Tom, <laughs> Tom, instead of looking at words like me and Venus, you know, we don't need to read because no. we're beautiful. Why don't you just Be in the look, look in your heart? Um, because I, 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 I'm an analytic person. Um, girlfriend is up there. I'm going to call her GF. Am I going to call her GF? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Uh, she's up there. Uh, Mine were just for performance. If I had to give the look, my favorite look and the only look that made me gag, 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 gag was, was Kiki, Kiki Ko. Ko. So, so I think I think overall she's my favorite. I think balancing performance and look, I'm, I'm giving it to my top three. It's decided. Girlfriend Experience, Aurora and Kiki Ko. Okay. Yeah, because Kiki actually performed quite lovelily as well. Kiki won a Kai Kai, but none of these queens are my type. They test me, then I want to try and die. They can try me, but I will decline, Klein. Also. Because I'm not Shay, you can say Shay. I want to earn dude. What is it? Who did she say? Double teeth, double chin? Maybe there's no way. I don't know. Oh, my God. The savagery. Double teeth, double chin. The savagery. I've never, ever heard someone call someone double chin, double teeth. I mean, it was it was it was inspired and savage <laughs> and, and warranted, but iconic. I mean, also, honey, this is Christmas, baby. Sorry, help me. She was Mariah in the um. Oh, in the, you blocked that out. About, That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You're allowed to block that out. Yep, that was one of not... several poor Mariahs. Um, who's in the bottom here? Um, well, if we're going off the looks, it mm -hmm. is near enough. Near enough has to be there. And I adore her, but in terms of fulfilling the brief here, CC. CC's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And I would put, if I had to choose a third, it's maybe Kid and Caboodle. In I thought she looked great, but she was out of her element. This was this is not what she does. And I think I'm in agreement with you for right. once. Yeah. Last one coming up. Final category is me, myself, and I. 
Yeah. And I'm hoping that um, Amy Onse does a Beyonce look because of her song, Me, Myself and I. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's what it is. Let's start off with Venus. I want to say that this look is bloody amazing. This is it Venus's is... best look of the episode. Holy shit, this is so a great weird. look. I love this. Like the con- I love like a contrast between like hard and soft textures. And we're seeing that with the pleather contrasted to the furry textures. It's given me very Christian Cowan. It's given me very the blonde. Um, I love the the just the the silhouette and the movement. I think she looks really really good. This look is perfection. God damn, I love it. Next up, we got CC Superstar Tom. So I actually really like this because it's giving me very kind of like late nineties, early nineties goth at the club. In the club at the goth we goth all club. Fame. Yeah, I mean, I think. Her her intention is very, very clear and her message is who she is as a drag queen is very, very clear as well. Okay. This is her point of reference, kind of like emo, goth, late 90s, early noughties, club kid, that kind right, of thing. Right, For me, um, for me, it wasn't enough. It, it, it doesn't, it, compa- it doesn't compare to a lot of the great looks that I see on stage. Something about, and again, I've said it before, but she she's an awkward mover. Um, oh, her runway walk was it was it was it, it was a challenge. Yeah. This this look is not for me. I love her. She's so sweet in the confessionals, and I do want to I do want to learn more and more about her. But this look, and the, I think this week's challenge just maybe wasn't her. And I hope that we get to see see something that you know see see something mm-hmm. that she's great at. Um, and see a different side of her. So I hope she survives. I get week. where you're coming from. I think I feel a connection to queens like this because I enjoyed. Like the goth and emo subculture when I was a child, um, so I, I like I feel a connection. Like I know I know what she's about. I feel and like I I, I get her and I like her. Cool, uh, Kiki Ko. I mean, this is dazzling. This is beautiful. Um, so she's this kind of pearl goddess, this pearl queen walking out in i mean i guess the base garment is a bodysuit but all the embellishments and the crown and the scepter what i really like is the the sort of tierno shoulder which references her her filipina heritage really really beautiful absolutely stunning what a testament if she has made this which i suspect she has then girl you, you are going to murder a design challenge. This is just complete wondrous. And you, you know what the statement says to me? This outfit says to me, I'm a winner. I've brought my own crown and scepter. <laughs> yes, um, bury that. You are witness that. to yeah. me. You're welcome. It's mm-hmm. just amazing. Beautiful. It's, what a beautiful, what, what a talent. Yeah. What, what a bloody amazing talent. I love it. Now talk to me about Dubois. I, I knew as soon as you walked out, I said it. I said, this is Mugle, mama. Everybody take a shot. It's Everyone Mugle take a shot. Time. Tom's favorite designer, Mugle. <laughs> if I had to choose a favorite designer for me, it's probably um, Richard Quinn. I adore He's Richard Quinn. He's one of my Quinn. favorite designers. I mean, Mugle is probably just up there for me. Um but, but and I I would say Mugler is probably the most reference uh, designer on Drag Race. Absolutely, that's Mugler. And then is she wearing Jimmy Choo's mama? Is she? I saw the red, the Louboutin. Oh, sorry, Louboutin. Louboutin. Mm-hmm. I saw the red. She got money. 
or, or you know or, she painted or the she's got red. paint like <laughs> yeah. either way girl we're with you we're yeah. with you we paint our shoe bottoms red as well um i think she looks really good i think this is um she she obviously she's open about it being a mcglair recreation and i think it's a really nice recreation right. the tailoring is there the structure is there the paneling like she's given this like classic mcglair executive realness i think the point of reference is probably the les insects collection which was obviously inspired by creepy crawlies but like in in the sense that um, there's beautiful tailoring with like the the shininess of a beetle's carapace and all that paneling and stuff, and you can see that in this, can't you? Um, I think this is a great look. I think she's done a great job. Aurora walks in with the dragon motif designed wrapped around her. This is cool. This is cool. Aurora keeps surprising pleasing and impressing me um like i already feel connected to this queen i, I feel like she's done a great job this episode all right this cool. is interesting isn't it because she's got the nude bodysuit with the dragon wrapping around her but there's the movement in the fur and the asymmetry and we all know that asymmetry is what Couture. Couture. Do you know, it reminds me of a little bit. I don't, I, you know, I doubt this is a source of white inspiration. Chicks. It reminds me of the white chicks, the ducks, the, the, the <laughs> kind of duck. Which is a reference to Bjork, obviously. Bjork. That's what this is no, giving me. I was thinking Carmen Ferrala, uh, Drag Race, Espana season one, with her Lavaneno look. Okay. Where she had the snake wrapped around her, around her gorgeous naked body. Okay. Um, it's giving me that, but I love the colours, the movement, the theme, like the way that, again, she's referencing her culture and the yeah. power of a dragon. Like, beautiful. Love it. Yeah. Um, I didn't love it as much as you did. I liked it. For me, it, I'm not the fan of Nude Illusion. That doesn't really get me into it. It's, it, yeah. Okay. It, it wasn't my favourite. Well, we all know which one of us has taste. But... <laughs> <laughs> did it? Wow, that was unnecessary. That really was. Tom. Mm. Am I not allowed to have an opinion here? I just, I'm just feeling catty because okay. I had a drink. She's from the year <laughs> it's of the Friday. Tom. I've had a drink. She's the year of the dragon. What year are you in the um, Chinese uh, zodiac? Ox. An ox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. What well, year are you again? You look at. <laughs> Next up, um, we have near enough. I love this really punk rock Jimmy and the holograms whiff. So, yeah. That Nera has on. I always appreciate an 80s reference, so I do enjoy this. Like, from the shoulder pads to the bright red mullet, uh, bright orange mullet, rather, um, I'm, I'm getting very 80s pop star. I'm getting a bit of Toya Wilcox or something like that. Um, I do think this is a s- successful look for Nera Enough. What I will say about Nera is I don't have much of a sense of her as a queen this episode because I feel like every look has been so different. And I think there's... There's a lot to be said for showing diversity, but there needs to be like a narrative. There needs to be an identity running through all of it. And I mm. feel like I've seen three different queens with it, with each presentation. Yeah. Very insightful, Tom. Thanks. Very insightful. Thank you. Known for it. Um, <laughs> I love the wig. I love the silhouette. I don't like yeah. the execution. Um, let's move on. I really like the look overall, I will say. It's, it's, I guess uh, my observation is more about her identity and her um, look as a queen. Killing Caboodle, I wrote, um, it's pretty. The bottom part confuses me. So but she's pretty and the, it's nice. There's, there's a lot here. But do you know what? Sometimes drag is a lot, isn't it? And she's an old school... Uh, oh, Tom, Tom, I love a lot. I mean, I was dying for Kiki Ko's um, second look. <laughs> Having a lot is not an issue for me. 
I don't understand the bottom part of this outfit. Should we dissect it then? Should we have a little look? Yeah, talk to me. So there are elements from different eras, I guess, because we've got the Marie Antoinette hair. The gown is very much a kind of figure-hugging. Gowns, gowns, beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns, beautiful gown. It's figure-hugging kind of, um, I guess... 60s again like a like a 60s sort of supremes kind of girl group sort of wiggle dress with like a a, a mermaid fishtail flare at the bottom and then there's a little cat and i do like the cat the print is really bold because it's like this holographic butterfly print there's a lot of color a lot going on um the the fishtail at the bottom Maybe there's something about like the placement or the way it flares or something that's slightly not. It looks like a last minute addition, and it, it it hasn't for me. It doesn't flow together. You know me, the seamstress that I am. Obviously, obviously, because I'm an expert. Like it needs like a yeah. bit more tool or something underneath to flare it out. Yeah. Yes. Because it looks like it's draping rather than yeah. flaring. Me too. As a um, you know, as a seamstress of pin cushions back in high school, I I feel that I can say <laughs> you, that, made, um, you did. You made several. Yeah. That I don't see a him. <laughs> so. There I, so uh, that's all I have to say. Come on, I'm Derek tricky. Barry. Um, uh, I I like the look. I just the bottom part confuses me, and I, it's yeah. As an overall presentation, I like it a lot, and I feel like it fits what I know of Kit and Caboodle so far. Camp, comedic, fun, effervescent. Okay. Now, Beyonce hasn't done a Beyonce look, um, so am I disappointed? Mm. But this look, what do you think? I like it a lot. Another really maximalist look, but it's all working for me. The the big orange coat, like that lovely gorgeous orange shade and against the blue of her bodysuit and then there's the head wrap with like the braided um like elevated headpiece it's everything's working for me i just i really really like this i think she's brought something like really unique and beautiful together i feel like um she's coming for ornacia's gig Yes. But it is what it is. The colours... <laughs> Let us see. Let us see. <laughs> the colours are giving me very Monet Exchange promo look. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, yeah, that is... I just see regality. She looks very elevated it's regal. regal. It's regal. Yeah, yeah. The girlfriend experience is giving me girl at the mall. Yeah, I said, I'm sorry. Like a really hot girl at the mall. Like mean girls at girl at the mall, but with nude colours. And it, you know what? It, it's... It's very, like, can get lost in the background because it's just so beige. That's what I feel. She's, I mean, she's sexy. She's, she's gorgeous. She's but beautiful. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. I mean, um, all she has to do is stand there. And she's standing there and looking gorgeous and sexy. But there's no impact being made for me. We know she's beautiful. And that's not in dispute. She's a truly gorgeous queen. Um I guess I'm, yeah, with this, it, it feels like a, f- a few, I think I get what she's going for. It's about like celebrating her body and um, to, to me anyway, that's what I think. Celebrating her body, you know, it's it's sheer, it's very minimalist, but is it successful? I, I don't, I don't know, really. I don't know. I don't, it's I've, not my favorite look on the runway. My my thing is that if you've got three looks, I think three of them should show different sides of you mm-hmm. or different elements or different fashion sides of you. And I just feel like she's shown us the same thing three times. I'd really like it if actually this, I know what she was going for because she's 
when she spun the skirt went up and we could see her undergarments and that was fun and it was sexy and stuff but I actually feel like I want this skirt skirt to be a little bit longer because the proportions just feel off when I look at her standing so on the runway. I mean, can I compare it to um, Venus? Mm-hmm. Venus gave us, I mean, this look at the end, I would have been so disappointed if she gave us another, you know, like minimalist mm. outfit mm. the way that she's done for the first two looks. So it's so impactful that she's showing you a different side of her fashion and what yeah. she can what she can deliver. Whereas for the girlfriend experience, I just feel like, okay, you know what? I really wish one of those looks gave something else. Well, I feel like the middle one did in a way because it, it, there was an androgyny and there was a masculinity to the initial presentation. However, I do get what you're saying. It's another very revealing body conscious look. Um, I mean, you've got a she, hot board, babes. She looks <laughs> We love it. You are. It's not in dispute. Yeah. I just, just want more. Give me more. The, the garment's just a little bit, you know, there's, it, it's yeah. sheer and it's yeah, tiny. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Melinda... Talk to me. She's giving me sure. <laughs> She's giving me Donatella Versace. She's giving Donat- me sure and Donatella. Donatella Versace. Um, and, you know, because, like, you know, Versace did do the, um, the these uh, dipped in gold kind of gowns. And she is conveying that to me. Um, I'm looking at, and there's, you know, there's a bit of a nude illusion on the chest and, like, a little bit of, maybe a little bit of an issue with the fit and stuff because it's su- it's such a shiny sequin fabric. And she made this herself, which is fantastic, but, like, very unforgiving fabric unless you get things absolutely right. Um, and she, she looks really, really pretty, but perhaps not quite as elevated as some of the other queens on the runway. Mm, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Last up, we have denim. I, I got delightfully hodgepodge it's just it's just like a, a, a gay guy vomited and I made an outfit with it love with this look i think it's fantastic you this okay so this is where we disagree because i mean it's not just brown cow stunning it's red cow it's orange purple fuchsia lavender this it's a it's it's a it's a lot you're i think you're deliberately misinterpreting this look because like i can see the udders i can see the gingham i can see the frisian print she's just brought all these different farmyard elements together to make this explosion of 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 kookiness and i think she looks absolutely amazing i think it's fantastic she looked it's like avant-garde. a donkey she looked like a donkey fucked in piñata <laughs> who was that Sorry, I'm I'm joking. By the way, I'm I'm referencing. I don't even know. Um, it was Pandora Box season two. Oh, so Jessica? Challenge to Jessica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank Jessica you, Tom. Wild. Thank you. I I think this is fantastic. It's avant-garde. It's expressive. It tells us a lot about her background. I love uh, it. Okay, cool. I I don't get it as all. That's okay. I think this is a divisive look. Tom, the best look on the stage for me. If I choose my top three looks, top three, th- yeah. this is what they are. My top three is Kiki, Venus, and Yonce. I think there are s- several really, really good looks here. But I'm going to go for uh, Kiki, really obvious, Danem. And oh, I can't decide the third one. Okay, I'm drawn to Aurora. I'm going for Aurora. Okay, cool. And the bottom looks for me are Cece. It's CC. It is near enough. And there's something about Melinda's look that is just 
Oh, yeah, Melinda. I actually think, uh, you know, looking at the girls lined up here, this runway is actually of quite a high caliber. I Sorry, the girlfriend experience, actually. Nobody looks terrible, but it, it's a matter of degrees. We have to make a judgment. So I also think girlfriend experience, in spite of how much I loved her medal look, um, I'm going to say Nira. And I'm going to say, oh, it's really, really tough. It's hard. Uh, I'm gonna have to. Oh, I'm gonna have to say um, kitten. Actually, okay, cool. Yeah. For me, if there is a winner for this week's episode, the winner for me is Kikiko. She is my winner for this episode. So she's a. Really, I'm also gonna really put denim choice. up there as my overall winner, and Venus because I love this look. I think. My bottoms this mm-hmm. week is Cece, mm-hmm. Nera, and Melinda. So anybody who's a long-standing listener will know that I do have a meticulous grading uh, system for most balls, but it's just not possible with this ball. So I'm just going to go who, who, who appears in the top most and who appears in the bottom most for me. So Dan M., and Aurora. Well, actually, Aurora's in my top three times. Aurora's my winner. Okay. And who's your bottoms? Bottom two. I'm going to have to say near enough. Yeah. She appears three times. And, oh. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe, oh. It's hard for me to say. Maybe Venus. I don't know. But her third looks so good. It's hard to say. There we go. I committed. So here is the twist. There's no one going home today and they have to lip sync for the win, which isn't a twist. Um, it's <laughs> happened so many times, but maybe maybe there's something else. Mm. But the top two is Venus and Denim. And I feel that they're really dismissing the talents of Kiki Ko. I agree. I feel that's very unfair that she wasn't in the top two. Yeah. Um, she was praised, rightly. She was in the top three, but... For a design-based challenge, a fashion-based challenge, it was very kind of like, hmm, we know you're good. See you later. I hope they're not doing that. I hate when they do that, when they bring someone and who has a reputation for being so great at something and they spend that time really mm-hmm. trying to dismiss and, and validate everything that they've got I agree with you on their own back. Drag Race should be about building up and celebrating the talents yeah. of queens, not breaking them down just because they've got an amazing reputation. Let's talk about the top two. Lip Sync, for me, the winner of this Lip Sync is Venus. Um, and I think there are some things working against Denim. Denim's outfit was just so, you know, colorfully hodgepodge that she, her expression and the makeup was so beautifully, mm. um, you know, in, intertwined in the outfit that it was really, really hard to actually see her face. And the movements got lost in uh, on all of that material. Mm. So it was really hard to see movement and expression. So mm-hmm. she was already at a loss, in my opinion, already. And Venus just got a lot of the airtime. Um, she was doing a lot of literal movements, like the sucker punch and the knocking at the window. That, that kind of made me giggle. <laughs> I, heard you, I heard you giggle, and I was like, what are you laughing at? She was very like robot, robotic type of way mm. of dancing. Maybe that's just how she understands the music and performs to it. Uh, so I'd like to see her perform again. But for me, the winner of this lip sync was Venus. I would agree that, you know, based on this lip sync performance, Venus did win this. I, I, w- I will say it's nice that nobody went home this episode. Gives us a chance to get to know these queens a little bit better. Um, but let's see the outcome. 
And so the winner of the lip sync was indeed Venus. Congratulations, Venus. Um, yeah, so first winner of the season, but Brooklyn reveals the twist of the Golden Beaver. But we have to wait till next week to find out what that means. So make sure you tune in to episode two of Spilling the GNT podcast with your host, Bolo. <laughs> we'll see you guys then. <laughs> Lots of love, guys. See you soon.